It's, it's just another Cage Match Monday. All the dialogue is either whispered or screamed. Oh, no, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! Oh, my eyes! Everything in the movie is on fire. Am I getting through to you, Alpha? I said, put the bunny back in the box. Calm down, Nick. Let's do our self-esteem exercises where we pay each other compliments. We're gonna have a three-way with the Declaration of Independence. Welcome, misfits, miscreants, spooks and specters, astral beings from Dimension X, alien envoys from galaxies near and far, and boogers from around the world. Happy Labor Day. I am Dan, and you are listening to the Late Night Fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. With me, as always, is my very cagey co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, it's Monday, and you know what that means. I do. It is Cage Match Monday today. It's just another Cage Match Monday. Mm -hmm. We're going to put the bunny back in the box, aren't we? (laughs) Yes, we are. Faith, what is in the cage this week? We have Con Air versus Peggy Sue Gets Married. So if this is your first time listening, we are doing a celebration of the filmography of Nicholas Kim Coppola. Faith, he's better known to the world as Nicholas Cage, a.k.a. Nick Cage, (laughs) a.k.a. The Cage, (laughs) just The Cage. So let's start off with a little bit of Nick Cage trivia. What do you think? All right. Do you know where he got his name from? Oh, I feel like I do know this. He got his name from the character Luke Cage. That's hero right. Hero for hire. Right. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to use the Coppola name because his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola. His aunt is Talia Shire, who was in the Rocky movies. He wanted to make it on his own steam, and I applaud him for that. And I think it's a cool name, actually. I think it is, too. I think it's great. I like it. So... Con Air and Peggy Sue got married. And as I said, we're doing a celebration of his filmography. We are pitting tournament style two Nick Cage films against each other each week to determine who is the cagiest. Yeah. We have categories, overall (laughs) film, hair, face, voice, and what we call the cage factor. We score between one and four Nicks. The winner advances to the next round, and the winner of this match faces Mandy. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Uh, We have the first part of this bracket set. Vampire's Kiss from 1988 will be going up against Face Off from 1997, and the winner of this round, as we said, will be facing Mandy. So let's get into it, Faith. What do you think? Let's go for it. All right, so Con Air was released June 6, 1997. It was directed by Simon West. Written by Scott Rosenberg and produced by Uber producer Jerry Bruckheimer. It's got a pretty good cast. I'm going to go ahead and list them. What did you think of the cast in this movie? I loved them. They're great, aren't great they? Great cast. Uh, we got Nicolas Cage as Cameron Poe, John Cusack as Vince Larkin, John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus Grissom, Steve Buscemi as Garland Green, Ving Rames as Diamond Dog, Cole Meany as Malloy, Danny Trejo as Johnny23, MC Ganey as Swamp Thing. MC Ganey's one of those guys, when you see him, he, you recognize him uh-huh. from something and you can never remember <laughs> yes. what you saw him in. Uh, Dave Chappelle as Pinball Parker. Michael T. Williamson as Baby O. Rachel Tycoden as Sally Bishop. 
and Monica Potter as Trisha Poe. And I want to say here at the start, Dave Chappelle has a new stand-up special on Netflix called Sticks and Stones. I highly recommend it. Faith, oh, where, yeah. where are you on it? I highly recommend it to it myself, is, yeah. It is a great blow for free speech in this country. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. And even if you don't agree with what he is saying, it's still funny. He is up there saying <laughs> it, and it is absolutely hysterical. He's getting some great reviews from all over the political spectrum for this, and rightfully so. It's I think it's a really wonderful piece of work. The budget on Con Air was $75 million. It made $101 million upon its release. That is $198 million adjusted for inflation. Quick synopsis. Newly paroled ex-con and former U.S. Ranger Cameron Poe finds himself trapped in a prisoner transport plane when the passenger sees control. That about sums it up, huh? Pretty much, yeah. About sums it up. <laughs> nice little bit of trivia. You ready for this? This movie came out three weeks before Face Off. Oh, wow. 1997 was the summer of the cage. <laughs> it totally <Wow>. was. <laughs> My note before we get into scoring this movie is this movie proves that Nicolas Cage could have played Forrest Gump. And to prove his point, he brought Bubba along for the ride. What do you think? I could agree with that. <laughs> I I agree with it, That's too. That's pretty funny. So, Faith, what did you think of Con Air? I liked it. I didn't love it, but I had fun watching it. It had some moments that were, you know, pretty exciting. This was a first-time watch for you, correct? It was. Okay. You hit the nail on the head. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun movie. There's nothing... Nothing too deep. or <laughs> Nothing too deep. It, it's not trying to be anything right. deep. I I like it. It's not my favorite action movie ever made, but I do think that this movie harkens back to a time you know before the cgi really became prevalent when this kind of movie was a real spectacle you know it was right. a big deal when you got a movie like this with the explosions and the action and then you got these great actors in there too and bruckheimer always uses guys who are hot at the moment you know because these guys were all a lot of them were oscar nominees coming off of big films uh you know getting you know becoming popular maybe uh you know people character actors as we talked about you know so he always uses great people it's it's really it's really well done it is so uh i will go ahead and start i scored this film overall i gave it three nicks and my note on this is this is a big spectacle actioner that they just don't make anymore somebody repeating themselves here i think they might be (laughs) it's colorful fun full of great actors clearly having fun saying great lines funny lines and cheesy lines (laughs) Malkovich is having a blast as Cyrus the Virus, and everyone here is pretty memorable. It's big, loud, and dumb, and a whole lot of fun. <laughs> it's Die Hard on a Plane. Yeah. This is what I think <laughs> of this movie. So how did you score Con Air? I gave it two and a half nicks. It's, like I said, it's not my favorite movie, but I like some of the action scenes, and I had fun watching it, so I'm kind of right in the middle. That's that's a that's a that's high praise. Yeah. That's high praise, as he would say. It was something too in '97 when this came out because lines in the sand were drawn. You were either a Con Air fan or a Face Off fan. I, I, I fell mean, on the side of Face Off. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of and, and both movies made over a hundred million dollars at the box office. That, Crazy. That summer, he really became a real bona fide movie star. That that summer. Yeah, I could see why. Yeah, absolutely. So. One of our favorite categories here is hair. <laughs> you know, completely subjective here, right? Uh, Faith, how did you score the hair in this movie? I have a good idea where you went with this. I gave it a two. 
Really? Yes. <laughs> that surprises me. Why? <laughs> I thought for sure this was a lock at a four. Did you give it a four? I did give it a four. <laughs> I don't right. know. I don't. I didn't love it and I didn't hate it. It was just, it was there. It was hair. <laughs> My note on this is this hair has, in all caps, lots of personality. <laughs> Redneck cage really works. There's something extremely charming about this quaff, and it has been the subject of countless internet memes because... You've yes. seen the memes. I know our listeners out there have seen the memes, you know, blowing your screen in three, two, one, and he walks off the bus and the hair is blowing in the mm-hmm. breeze, you know. It's a great moment, isn't it? Yes. So it's an awesome moment. So, all right, well, we can we can disagree. I think there's something very charming about, you know, redneck cage. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate the hair. I just love the hair. I think it's the most standout thing in his performance outside of maybe the voice. The voice. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're moving on to voice. Faith, I'm going to let you... Uh, Serve this one up first. Where did you go on voice? I gave the voice four nicks because the southern accent is hysterical. <laughs> it is. It's really funny. So I also gave it four nicks out of a possible four nicks. My note is sweet southern Alabama drawl. Yeah. He's playing a cartoon version of a guy from Alabama, but it doesn't matter because this is a comic book of a movie. Those lines he delivers don't work without that drawl. True. I, love, I couldn't take it seriously. You can't. Well, you can't take any of this movie seriously. I love him reading the letters to his little girl yeah. in that voice. <laughs> and too. I especially love the little moment, too. Girls, go ahead and put on the lemonade because this boy's coming home. I can't do Cajun Con Air, but that's, it's something <laughs> like that. It, it is. It's just a big comic book of a movie. There's, you can't take this too seriously. And if you do, I mean, there's yeah. maybe something a little off with you. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So voice. So face another, another always fun category. What did here. you give face? I gave this one two nicks. I I wasn't too impressed with his facial. I gave it a one with his facial work in this movie. I wasn't either. Uh, let's see. The note I have here is not a lot happening in the way of cage face, but there are some great moments. His facial expressions for the most part seem wistful. Kind of doe-eyed and innocent yeah. for the most part, right? Right. Right. A lot of, he does a lot of watching in this movie, a lot of looking, you know, and observing. So you don't get that real cage face going on here. Very but, true. Um, I still gave him the two because he's he's there. You know, he's he's <laughs> he's there somewhere. He's he's working it. So and then the undefinable factor, the cage factor. The now, did we ever settle on a pronunciation for this? The Nouveau shamanic shamanic factor, as he has described, and that is in our introductory episode where we lay out what the nouveau shamanic factor is. We call it the cage factor here. Faith, what did you give the cage factor here? I gave it two and a half nicks. I went three. I went three, and my reasoning on this was, while not as loud or showy as the action around him, Cage grounds the film with his steady hand and cements himself as, all caps, the action star of the mid to late 90s. I thought he was doing some great stuff just grounding everything mm-hmm. in the movie, and which is kind of neat because you'd think he'd be the out there guy, but he really just plays it you know, down the middle, a right. little, little off-center, you know, comic booky. but mm-hmm. I thought his energy really works here. And But it's not that big, explosive, That's what I showy said. He performance. He doesn't jump out at you, you know. In other films where he's just all over the place, you know, but right. but you still kind of get something from him and I think he's great. I mean, 
So it's it looks, a, but it's a lot of fun, and it's it kind is. of a throwback to old western movies, mm-hmm. you know, and Die Hard on a plane, as we said, which was the trope <laughs> for so many years with action movies. It was Die Hard on a bus with speed, Die Hard on a cruise ship with speed too, uh, Die Hard on a battleship under siege. This was Die Hard on a plane. Yep. So, it, but it's it's great fun. It's yeah. it's good fun. Yeah, he was it? on a real winning streak there because the three movies he did back to back were. The Rock, and then he turned around and did Con Air, and then he turned around and did Face Off. So I mean, he was on a real wow. winning streak there in the uh, mid to late nineties. He was he was the guy. So my total came to sixteen nicks for an average of three point two nicks. What was your average score? My on average Con Air? is two point four. Two point four. That's <laughs> that's that's a that's about right. Fair. That's about right. <laughs> I am looking at this movie with some nostalgia. You know, I get because that. it was I such guess. a, it was such a thing. You know, I understand. So switching gears, we have a movie that I don't think could be any more different from Con Air, and this is one that I have kind of picked as a dark horse that could possibly take <laughs> this whole contest that we're doing here. Faith, what is next up in the dojo? It's Peggy Sue got married, and apparently Pe- I called it gets married earlier. My bad. That's quite all right. <laughs> Same quite, thing, right? She, she, know, she gets married. She got married. When you're dealing with this much cage, it's... Uh, you get a little lost. You get a little lost, yeah. <laughs> so Peggy Sue Got Married came out October 10th, 1986. It was directed by the Academy Award-winning Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, he has directed The Godfather. Many wonderful films. If you don't know who he is, please look him up. It was written by Jerry Lightling and Arlene Sarner. Faith, this one has a good cast too, doesn't it? it does. And I'm going to introduce all of them if that's all right. So, this stars Kathleen Turner as Peggy Sue Bodell, and she is wonderful here. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage as Charlie Bodell, Barry Miller as Richard Norvick, Catherine Hicks as Carol Heath, Joan Allen as Maddie Nagel. This is Joan Allen's second appearance in the cage. She was also in Face Off. Kevin J. O'Connor as Michael Fitzsimmons. I've never heard of this next guy. Tell me if you've heard of him. Jim Carrey hmm. as Walter Getz. Is that, does that ring a bell? Mm-mm. Yeah. Never heard of him. Yeah, it sounds familiar, yeah. though. Uh, another one. Oh, make you were it, probably thinking of Drew Carey. Drew Carey, that must be it, yes. It is indeed Jim Carey and Peggy Sue got married. John Carradine as Leo, and John Carradine, of course, appeared in House of Frankenstein. We have an episode on that available wherever podcasts are found. Maureen O'Sullivan as Elizabeth. Here's another one I've never heard of. Helen Hunt as Beth Bodell. And there's a special musical appearance by the great Marshall Crenshaw. If you don't know who Marshall Crenshaw is, his music is available everywhere, and he is phenomenal. This was Francis Ford Coppola's first hit film since 1979's Apocalypse Now. He is the uncle of Nicolas Cage, as we said. Francis's daughter Sophia appears in the film as Peggy Sue's sister Nancy. All three Coppola family members who worked on this film are Oscar winners. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Uh, another little bit of trivia. This is Kathleen Turner's only Oscar nomination. Catherine Hicks, who played Carol Heath, appeared in two successful 1986 movies. Both of them dealt with time travel. Peggy Sue got married and one of our favorites here, Star Trek for The Voyage Home. This was John Carradine's last film. He appeared in 1944 as House of Frankenstein, as I said, as Dracula. 
had that written down with a shameless plug right <laughs> after it, which I already did. So quick synopsis. At her high school reunion, Peggy Sue Bodell faints and finds herself in her own past just before high school graduation. Faith, what did you think of Peggy Sue Got Married? Was this a first time watch for you? It was. It what did was. you think of it? I, I was actually shocked at how much I like this movie. Um, it, was, it was just a really good movie. It's a really wonderful little fable about where you've been and, mm-hmm. and where you might be going and, and regrets and mistakes yeah. and, and, and rectifying some problems. It's, I think it's great. And it gets sometimes unfairly lumped with Back to the Future because it came out the year after Back to the Future. But mm-hmm. they're, they're different movies, mm-hmm. you know. Very different. This is a fantasy. I get more of a uh, uh, King Arthur's Court vibe from Mark Twain where the guy goes back in time after getting hit on the head. Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. That's what I'm looking for. And it's just a very sweet fable, you know, yeah. about about a middle-aged woman going back and revisiting her teenage years. And Kathleen Turner is so good in this movie, steals, isn't she? She steals the movie. She's originally, so good. Originally, it was going to be Deborah Winger and Tom Hanks in this movie. So I want you to keep hmm. that in mind as we score this film. I don't think, and we'll talk more about this as we get into Cage's performance, because this ties into a lot of this. I don't think this movie would be nearly as memorable without Nicolas Cage in it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it. What did you score Peggy Sue Got Married? I gave it three and a half nicks. I, I, I loved it. I think it was, you know, a really good movie. I also I gave it. it three and a half nicks. Uh, my mother would slap me if I gave it anything less. This is one of her favorite <laughs> films, and anytime it's on, she watches it. So... Uh, my note here is this is an extremely enjoyable fable about second chances, missed opportunities, and embracing your quote-unquote mistakes. Kathleen Turner is truly excellent here, and I think her performance is absolutely amazing. And I also think she probably deserved the Oscar that year for this. Yeah, I really I do. So the supporting cast is wonderful, and there are enough touches throughout the film that carry some nostalgia, but the movie doesn't rely on the nostalgia to carry it. This is a really timeless story. Excuse the pun. Timeless. There you go. And a very sweet love story. So that was that was my note. I, th- I think it's a great film. I have memories of seeing this. I have, remember seeing this for the first time, just how it, it left that big right. of an impression. I think it's really great. Uh, let's see. The hair. How did you score his hair in this movie? I gave his hair three dicks. I also gave him three nicks. Why did you go <laughs> three nicks on it? I don't know. It was odd. It, I don't know. It just stood out. It was weird. <laughs> my note For here, him, you know. <laughs> yeah, my note here is this is a solid hair outing. <laughs> this quaff has personality to spare, and Cage looks wonderful in this pompadour. Is it? It is a pompadour, I think, mm-hmm. is what he's wearing. I think this is his real hair, and if not, it's a marvelous hair piece. Is is my is my second part of that note? Because um, he was twenty one when he did this, so it could very well be his hair, possibly before the. Before the fall, as it is. <laughs> and I've been through that. I know what you went through, Nick. Uh, another, I, I have a feeling I know how you scored this. The voice. Uh, how did you score his voice? Four Nicks. And pretty much the you mean my wang line was. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> stole, kind of stole the show for This me. is funny that you mentioned that line in the voice because I mentioned it in the face section. <laughs> so for me, the, the line in the movie is, uh, and I was doing this on the way over when we were coming over here to do the show, uh, who are Scott and Beth? (laughs) 
my note on the voice is this is what I remember from seeing the movie for the first time many years ago. I don't know where he got the idea for the nasal fry and the idea to play this character as Pokey from the Gumby and Pokey show, which he is on record as saying, you know, he was doing Pokey. Um, That's like the last thing right. I think anybody would think of. I'd love to ask him where he got that inspiration. Um, <laughs> But it really works, and the voice, while off-putting at first, grows more endearing as the movie goes on. He is also a wonderful singer, as seen in his two musical numbers, and I wish that he would do more singing in real life. Um, I would love to know where he got the idea to do that nasal fry thing that he's doing, because it's so odd and unique, and... When I was rewatching, and this was a a rewatch, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the movie, but it had been a little while since I'd seen it. And watching him, I went, oh, this is kind of annoying when he first shows up. (laughs) And then I went, oh, this is so charming and sweet. And I think that's what he was going for with it. I I can't imagine he was... Trying to be annoying. (laughs) Trying to be annoying, yeah. Even when he walks into the reunion at the beginning, kind of with that Elvis Mm -hmm. white suit on, you know, (laughs) oh... So this is the reunion, you know, like it just, and did you catch, uh, there's a scene at the beginning where he's doing the commercial. He owns the, uh, the appliance store Mm -hmm. and he was doing the commercial. Did you hear the vampire's kiss, uh, voice in there? (laughs) You know, it's, it's really, uh, kind of an off the wall performance. It really works for some weird reason. Like he knew and. He was in danger of getting fired the entire time he was doing this movie. His uncle was ready to fire him because the studio wanted to fire him. <laughs> Kathleen Turner hated him. She said said as much in, his, in her autobiography. Now, he has admitted that he was a little bit of a punk at this time. He was drinking a lot. And he was 21 years old, you know, right. working on a major motion picture. So, <laughs> But, um, you know, she thought he was torpedoing the movie with that voice and, and didn't think it worked. I think it works. I think so too. I, I mean, it's like you said, it's an odd choice, but it's such it an fits odd choice. Well. And that's the one I'd love to ask him about. Like, why did you do that? Because as we've said and as we've watched these movies, and I think you've gotten this impression off of him. He doesn't do anything just because. Mm-hmm. Everything is a conscious choice. It might seem out of left field, but it's it's for a reason. It's yeah. for a reason that he understands, and that's the important thing. He understands it. Um, I, I just think it's. I think it's. I think it's great. You know, it breaks my heart that they didn't get along, though. Uh-huh. You know, it really, it really does. I think he contributes a lot. But if you put Tom Hanks in this movie, it's a sweet movie, and that's it. Yeah. I don't think it's this thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So face is the next category. I scored it three point five nicks. How'd you? Where'd you go on face? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. So my note here is he pulls some faces here from the puppy dog eyes to the contortions he makes in the my wang scene. (laughs) I feel like this movie really lays the groundwork for something like Vampire's Kiss. I I feel like you can see some of the the things coming together. But uh, if you have not seen this movie, we've referenced it twice now. The my wang scene. Kathleen Turner, when she's in the past, is ready to have sex with uh, Nick Cage's character, Charlie, there in the car. And he's not quite ready because they're teenagers. He's a teenager at this point, I should say. And she wants him to pull out uh, Little Chucky, as she calls it. His name is Charlie. <laughs> Little Chucky. His thunder stick, his love hammer. And then he counters with, you mean my hwang? <laughs> and it has that huh sound uh-huh. on it, that hwang. It is on the YouTube, and you should definitely check it out yes. because it will make you giggle. So, oh, my gosh. And finally, the undefinable <laughs> category, the cage factor. Faith, where did you score this? I gave it three nicks. What would you give it? I went three and a half. 
right. I went three and a half. He had to fight for all of this, and I think the movie is better for it. I don't know if the movie would be half as memorable where it's someone else in here playing it more straight. He really brings something to this, and that is the cage factor. That, to me, is kind of cage factor defined. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I, I, I really, you could see other people here, but it... This is it something. It wouldn't be the same. Like, see, it wouldn't be as memorable at all. <laughs> it's it's really an amazing performance. It, it really, really is. is. And I mean, when I say, I think his singing is really great mm-hmm. in the movie. And he did some singing, and David Lynch's "Wild at Heart" as Elvis sound, can sound just like Elvis, and he has that doo wop and R and B thing. And I really do. I wish he would sing more. I think. I wonder why he doesn't. I don't know. That's a that's. If we ever get to have dinner with him, we're going to ask him about Peggy Sue got married and why he doesn't sing more. So. My total here came out to three and a half nicks for Peggy Sue Got Married. Where'd you end up on Peggy Sue? 3.2. That's, that's, they're, that's yeah. comparable, yeah. It's good. You really liked it, though, didn't you? I did. It's a great little movie, isn't it? It's it a is. Sweet, and like you said, this is your mom's favorite movie. I didn't know this was actually one of my grandma's favorite movies. When I told her, you know, we were watching it, she's like, oh, it's one of my favorites. I was like, people, people who have Harvard. seen. People who've seen this movie really love this movie, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. It's just so sweet, you know. It and, is. and Francis Ford Coppola did this movie as a paycheck because he needed to do, he needed to work, and he needed to uh, get money. And so, I don't think this is as near and dear to him as it is maybe to you know fans of yeah. this movie. But I think he did a wonderful job with it. Me you too. Know? It's great seeing Sofia Coppola so young, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it? She was cute. She's still. I think she's still cute. So, what? Uh, well, it's time. This time isn't so. We have calculated here in the dojo of faith. What are the score? What is the total score when you average our scores together for Con Air? It came out to two point eight nicks. I actually thought that one would be a little higher when we set when we set the bracket. So, and what did Peggy Sue Got Married come out to? Three point three five nicks. That's that's about right. Yeah. So Peggy Sue. Moves on to the next round, and it will face Mandy. So this first bracket is set. The second round. Such a weird pairing. It is a weird pairing. (laughs) So we have Vampire's Kiss going up against Face Off, and Mandy is going to face Peggy Sue Got Married. But next week on the show, we are going to be doing Raising Arizona from 1987, directed by the Coen Brothers, starring Nicolas Cage and Holly Hunter. And it's going to be going up against Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. That's right. The second one that is kind of a sequel slash reboot slash retcon <laughs> of the first movie i haven't seen this since it I came out seen it so <laughs> i know that it's better than the first one but that's not saying a lot is it so no. so we'll just have to wait and see what yeah. what happens so how have you been enjoying the cage match so far oh i love it i don't I, want it to end <laughs> i don't want it to end either well you know he's always making movies like he has a new he's one like come out every day so so All right, so that is it. Peggy Sue advances and will face Mandy. And next week, we have Raising Arizona against Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. We hope you have enjoyed the show. We hope you have enjoyed your Labor Day. Thank you, as always, for listening. You have a lot of options with your time, and we're so thankful that you've chosen to spend your time with our little show here. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep keep your your cage on a leash. We will see you on the other side. You mean my wang? I am Dan. 
And I am Faith. And we want to let you know that we are on the World Wide Web. That's the interwebs, isn't it, Faith? That's what I like to call it, the interweb. www.latenightfright.com. And we are also on the gram. We are. You can check us out at the Late Night Fright Podcast. Or you can also follow my personal page, I'm a Normal Alien. You're not exactly normal, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Check out the website. You can subscribe to our mailing list. And if you like the show, please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. You know us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found. You got that right. We'll see you on the other side.